Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I have such a treat for you guys. We've got Jessie Bax on the show. She's a divine feminine healer who guides women through their spiritual journey, helps them find their power, share their truth, and have the ultimate freedom to express their authentic self. Jessie, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I know the conversations we are about to have are going to be juicy and excite so many people. <laughs> yes, 100%. I'm so, so excited. So we first met um, in San Francisco at a woman's event, which we both got to be a part of, uh, thanks to Lee Smart at the Woman Collective and Be Your Own Healers. So we're super grateful. I loved participating in the talk that you gave, and I'll definitely go into some of the exercises that you did because it was awesome. But for everybody out there who can get to know you a little better, tell us how you became to being the healer that you are today. The story has evolved so much. And I really have been telling, I've been on a few podcast episodes since this transition has happened. And I always say, I'm so glad you guys get me now because this version of me is pretty sexy and I have a lot of energy to share. So coming into this divine feminine healer, this healer that I am really started few years ago where I actually was a personal trainer. So I was healing people outside with their bodies. And I started to notice that a lot of them had internal mindset work that needed to be done. And I actually noticed that I had the exact same. And in 2020, I realized in that moment, I looked myself in the mirror and I heard a lot of hatred of the inside of my mind. And I didn't want to feel it anymore. So I decided to start this healing journey. Had no idea what a healing journey was in the beginning. I went from St. Louis, Missouri. That was so taboo. I moved out to California. It seemed like the thing to do. So I jumped on it and it really kickstarted my journey. And I became a mindset mentor last year, but I found a deeper calling into this portion of my healing and to heal others as a divine feminine healer. Mm, I love that. I find that it's so beautiful when we can learn through our own journeys, through the pains that we're expressing or and experiencing to then be able to use that power and the healing that we're doing for ourselves to help others do the same. Yes, absolutely. And I find it not only with my own journey, my own practices and teachings of healings, but all the other friends and mentors and guides that I see out there, we all have a unique story and our missions, our values, our vision of where we want to go within not only our business, but our lives usually are part of our story. And our story is what makes this, what fuels this passion for us to keep going and to help others because we know how huge of a shift it's been on our lives and yeah. that people need that in their lives too. Yeah, 100%. So talk to us a little bit more about the divine feminine. Like what is that? How do you 
embody it, express it, even like connect with it at first? Um, Yeah. How do you help guide people through that? There are so many ways to be guided through divine feminine, but just to touch on really divine feminine, what is it for those of you who are like, I have no idea what divine feminine, this is the first time I've heard about it. Let me give you a snapshot, some spark notes of it. So divine feminine is an energy. And we all have energies in our body, an energy that portions off on side of our body is the feminine energy. And there's also the masculine energy. So there's two energies that really work back to back, back and forth. And what's really important about recognizing the feminine energy and really working with her is because in the Western society, in the United States, especially our masculine The one that says, go, 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 do, 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 achieve that, keep going, productivity. It is fueled and nurtured so much throughout our lives. And that leads us to burnout. That leads us to more stress, more anxiety, more triggers. And I used to be there. I grew up with a beautiful family who taught me how to work hard. There was this narrative of keep going, keep working. If you do everything, if you work hard, if there's nothing left to do, go find something else to do. So that was my narrative. And I, yes, used that to climb corporate ladders. I got to the top. I I reached the gain. I reached the titles, but I wasn't happy. So I was constantly going and going and going until I burnt out and I had to take multiple mental health days every single month at my corporate nine to five. And it essentially led me to asking myself, what the hell am I doing? And as I started my healing journey, I had this pull to dive into mentorship and run my own business. So I got out of my nine to five. I started my business and I went gung ho. I was doing it all. I started to find everything. Everything was in my plate. I was wearing all of these hats and I recognized I started to burn out. But I didn't know at first that it was the masculine ruling my world until I started working with a mentor who allowed me to see my feminine for who she truly was and how to nurture her and how to embody her. And damn, is the feminine sexy. And it can be so sexy and so attractive where you actually go into the feminine and you're like, you know what? The feminine is trusting the universe. Universe is on my side. I can slow down. I can breathe. I can be in stillness. I can be present. Sometimes we can get a little too far in our feminine all right, I'm just going to sit back and let the universe hand me all of these gifts. And then after a while, we're like, all right, where the hell is it? Because with your feminine, as you're embodying it, as you're sitting back, you have to work with the masculine as well. So it's so important to recognize when we talk about the divine feminine, that being so close with her, you also need to be close with your masculine too, to fully embody her because we can't just shy away and live fully in our feminine. And our feminine is sexy, she's sensual, she's creative, but it's also really nice to hold hands with our masculine to be like, all right, here's my sexuality, here's my sensuality, I'm a magnet, here's all the creativity, now let's put it into action together and let's see what we can create, baby. Yeah, oh my God, I love that. And I love the that connection, right? The balance, trying to find it. And I think it's it's like a continuous dance. I know that I went way too much on the masculine and then maybe a little too much too on the feminine. And now I'm like kind of finding my way back. Um, but yeah, I love that. And I also think that's really relevant because a lot of times when people think the divine feminine, then they think of like, oh, I'm not a woman. You know, this doesn't speak to me. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm so glad you asked this question. The place we met 
where I was guiding uh, us through a divine feminine talk. I actually gave a little presentation, a little demo to a few of my friends the day before. One was a woman and one was a man. And as we started, I was like, all right, hello, ladies. And having this man embody the female, he's the woman here. We're all here. I'm testing it out. And when we got a little bit deeper and a little bit closer into the workshop, I actually started to recognize, and this came out of my mouth when I was speaking is, hey, you actually need this too as a man, as a masculine. Because there's so many of us who are masculine based, who are male figures, where we're also in this toxic masculinity, where we feel that we have to be strong and we have to stand in this masculine energy force. However, every single human being has a masculine and a feminine side in the the masculine bodies who can embody the feminine too they're able to be more vulnerable they're able to be more intentional more sensual more sexual they can have that too and it's giving them this permission slip to not abide by the rules of society saying they can't cry they can't feel they can't express and that's the embodiment of the feminine as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. I'm so glad you went through that explanation. So I want to talk a little bit about intimacy and pleasure. A lot of times when we hear that, it might make us feel awkward or cringe. And especially if we're talking about self-intimacy and self-pleasure, I think even more as women, things have been so sexualized, but also there's been so much shame and stigma towards that. One of the things that I loved at the event that we met is the little exercise that you made us do. Can you talk about that and why also intimacy and pleasure, why it's so important for us to connect to that part of ourselves? Yeah. To start this off before we dive into the activities, it's really important to look at how sensuality and intimacy has been sexualized and how taboo it is. I just started a four-day immersion called the Intimate Collection. We started yesterday. We were talking about self-love and so many people were cringing in the room and I was like, I freaking love this. I love that everyone in here is cringing when I say any body part. If I say cock or pussy, people are like, oh my God, what just happened here? And that is the thing. Why does it have to be sexualized when it's just part of our bodies? Why? And what's really important about breaking down the stigma is to allow yourself to exist. Sensuality doesn't have to be you're asking for it. It doesn't have to be sexual. Self-intimacy doesn't have to be this weird thing. It's a, a place where we're almost robbing ourselves if we're shying away from it because even behind closed doors, we're like, oh no, this is wrong. I know a friend of mine who is very much into spirituality. She was like, I don't know if I can really give myself self-intimacy because my spirit guides are probably watching me and being like, what the hell is she doing? I was like, no, 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 sister. Your spirit guides are up there clapping for you. Like, get that bread, baby. The activities to to guide into that, the activities that allow you to open up your self-intimacy, we did too. And the first one, I usually have my clients go into uh, their room with a full length mirror if it's possible and look themselves in the eye. And if they can be butt ass naked, that is most ideal. And I have them look themselves in the eye and start sharing beautiful words with themselves, affirmations, conversations, whatever wants to come through. And when you look yourself in the eye, that can be a little cringy at first. 
that can be a little uncomfortable because we're not used to eye gazing. We're not used to really seeing ourselves for who we are because so many people or society has given us these labels or these hats or these masks that we can't actually see ourselves for who we truly are. So by actually looking yourself in the eyes, stripping down naked and just seeing yourself for who you truly are, you can actually start showing up more as you. And that's the goal. Every person who comes to me, whether they're a client or they're just someone who comes across my feed, they reach out and say, I, I want to be more authentic. I want to embody more of myself. I want to know who I am. It's hard to, to know that if we can't actually see ourselves. And that was the first one. And the second one I think is really important because this comes into intimacy and I, I would love to share it here. I called it self-touch, so self-rubbing. In the most sensual way, I had, what, there was like 20 females around and everyone in their own space, I guided them to just take their hands and rub their bodies, rub over their bellies, their breasts, over their shoulders, on their neck, and make it this deep connection with themselves. And yes, of course, that can be a little uncomfortable, a little discomfort, because other people around, you don't even do it behind closed doors. But when you're able to actually just be present and make it sacred, a very tantric way of doing self-pleasure and self-love, you're able to tap deeper into your body and say, mm, I like this or, ooh, I don't. And start to get to know yourself a little bit more because when you know yourself most, then when it comes to pleasure outside with a partner, then you're able to tap deeper in with them because you know you. And that's the start of it. I love that. Both of those exercises were beautiful. The first one, I actually was maybe more surprised by how like I hadn't, there was so many times where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're, oof, I don't like this or I need to cover this up with the intention of you need to just give yourself those positive affirmations. It was, it was beautiful. And I've had, you know, post-its or affirmations on mirrors, things like that. But this was just going a little bit deeper into really seeing yourself and seeing the beautiful part of yourself. Yes. I love that. So let's talk a little bit more. How does self-love, body image, confidence, how do all these things play into the conversation of intimacy, sexuality, authenticity with yourself and with your partners? Well, they're all interconnected. You know, there is a really big topic on confidence and body image and how we see ourselves, especially when it comes to being comfortable in the bedroom. We feel like we have to look a certain way or be a certain way to be sexy or to have this confidence to ask for what we want or do the really crazy moves that maybe we've seen before that we are a little nervous to try. But it's so important to bring them all together because we as a person, we are a unit of ourselves. We embody all of that and we can't just say, all right, like I'm sexy and then let everything flow. Okay, but are you confident? Are you sensual? Are you intimate? There are so many parts of us that come into the conversation. And when you're able to, again, look yourself in the mirror and have this confidence, have this self-love where maybe you're a little bloated and you're like, I still love myself. Maybe you're on your weight loss journey you're still having a beautiful opportunity to look yourself, use your body for magic. 
there are so many times where we now have this idea in our mind that we have to look a certain way to be confident, to love ourselves, to express ourselves. And that's just not true. I made the comment the other day about how in the past centuries, the way that we viewed women's bodies or just bodies in general has shifted so much. And literally women who had big bellies that resembled pregnant women were admired because that is sexy. All of the curves that a woman's body has is sexy and trying to be something that you're not because society says you have to look this way to be worthy is what brings us down and makes us shy away. We wear baggier clothes or we don't even want to express ourselves in what we say because what if we're seen, what if we're heard, what if it's not what someone has said that we should be or who we are? And this comes into that authenticity because when you are able to just embrace every ounce of yourself, that is intimate. That is sensual. You start to show up different because instead of trying to be something that you're not or something society says you have to be, you no longer have to second guess what you're saying or what you're doing in or out of the bedroom. You can just be and let it flow and validate and honor yourself. And that's the beauty of this divine feminine is you can accept yourself for who you truly are. And then you can show that. Yeah. I love that you brought up acceptance because that's the word that kept coming in again and again and again, especially when you talked about whether you're on a weight loss journey or trying to get somewhere, reaching a destination, but still being able to accept yourself fully where you are now while still wanting to change and get to be somewhere else. What about for the women who maybe are feeling really blocked? You mentioned a few of the exercises already, but how can we start realizing and noticing that this is happening? I think so many of us just kind of go through our day to day and, you know, self intimacy or just feeling self love, confidence isn't really something we're thinking about. And then maybe it's like you get to be with a partner or you're single and, you know, you meet somebody and then you're like, oh, wow, like I'm completely blocked here. I don't, I don't actually know how to connect with myself. Well, for those who are listening, you're probably triggered right now. If you are unsure if there was any blockages and uh, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. And that's a beautiful thing. Anytime that we're triggered by what someone says, that's something for us to look at. And it's interesting because sometimes we have no idea what it may be. We may just start getting angry at something. I was literally in the car the other day and someone behind me started honking. And I was like, it's not the car, it's them. Like they're going through something. It's not the car. Whatever's going on, they get to look at that. Cause like good for them. They get to see this. So when you are experiencing blocks and for the most part, you know, it's there. You know that there is something that you cringe at or you say that you have a, a low libido. You feel that you can't really show up. You know, you're pretty self-aware in even the micro senses. This conversation may bring up some macro and you may start to really feel those triggers and want to explore it more, explore those blockers. But what's really important is to really start to open yourself up to what is probably causing shame. And shame's a big one. And I always bring up the word shame when it comes with intimacy, because that is usually the biggest thing that we have to look at. Almost every single client who has come to me, when we talk about intimacy, shame is the loudest word in the room. And shame is coming from our past 
potential sexual traumas that we've experienced from past partners, past, say we had a slut phase and people said, how dare you? You're shameful. You shouldn't be doing that. And we shame ourselves. That was me. I had anxiety and depression and I leaned to sex as my way of escaping. And I was shamed for that. And that was something that I really had to work through. And I had to hide my sexuality, my sensuality, because I was shameful of my past. I was shameful of how I showed up. And when society comes in, let's bring that aspect in. Say you want to wear a crop top or say you want to wear something sexy and cute. You may feel shame around that because people have said you're asking for it if you wear something like that. And it's almost as if Every time we try to be feminine, we try to be sensual or sexual just to express ourselves, not to ask for anything, that we are stomped or there is dirt thrown at us and we feel blocked. And when that is what we are drinking up, I like to say after reading this book called The Four Agreements, after drinking that up, exactly. So many people are like, that is a great book. So if you haven't read it, it's like a hundred pages. You need to do it. It talks about how we drink poison, that other people can give us poison. And I, I use this as we're drinking poison of what our past experiences, what society, what our own minds are telling ourselves. You're not beautiful. You look like a slut. Like, how dare you wear that? You shouldn't show up like that. You can't ask for what you want. Be shameful. That is the poison that's through our veins. And I love to share a shift because there is poison that we can drink, but also there is an elixir that we can drink as well. And the elixir is our own concoction. We can actually, as if we're making a potion, we're putting in what we want to drink up, what we want to embody, what we want to soak in. And that could be by talking to yourself differently, putting yourself in rooms that make you uncomfortable, watching content that you want to start to embody more. That is the elixir that you can start drinking and washing out the poison. Because again, if you're triggered by this, you're ready. You're ready to look at it because it came to you for a reason. And that's what I think is so beautiful. I wasn't ready a while ago. And then I finally was like, all right, you know what? I know I show up and just my essence is sensual. Like that's just who I am. And instead of shaming it, what if I just embraced it? What if I just embodied it? What would happen? So many things have shifted in my life and I no longer am putting a mask on for other people because I'm trying to make them feel better or make them feel anything that's not true to myself. So this is that opportunity to look at what blockages are coming up right now. Feel it in your body and have a conversation with yourself. Ask yourself what shame is coming up around yeah. this. Even just hearing you speak, there are so many things that were coming up for me that I haven't like thought of in so long. But I think the biggest one, when you talked about the poison versus the elixir, the poison, I feel like all I heard around anything in terms of intimacy or sex growing up was other people's views, right? And society's negative view of like, don't get pregnant, protect yourself that could be bad, all the negative consequences that might come from it in the time that you don't want to get pregnant, all these things versus like nobody ever had a conversation with me about like, this is the good stuff that can come out of it. Even just thinking about going through puberty and understanding these things, there was never a conversation with me about what 
this change is going to mean in the positive way. I love that that was what came through for you. And this is something that I always think about in the school systems, how they always preach like abstinence or just like protect yourself. But what about asking for what you want? What about like being intentional with your touch? And I'm so big on 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 that aspect of it because we have truly blocked ourselves from being open and honest and more connected in ourselves and especially in our relationships because of the poison that we were grown up with and all of these negative thoughts around intimacy and sex when truly when you can open yourself up heart space sacral everything when you can open yourself up to giving and receiving intimacy you surrender to the gifts of the universe like we were given sex and pleasure to enjoy it, not to have a quickie and be done with it and then be shameful that it happened. No, like we have this opportunity to really see it and allow yourself. And this isn't even about reaching like the big O. This is about tapping deeper into your soul essence to be able to have this heart to heart connection whether it's while you're pleasuring yourself, looking yourself in the mirror, or you're making eye contact with a really sexy partner and you get to breathe with them. You get to be with them. You get to say, hey, a little bit to the left and not feel shameful for being vulnerable, asking for you want and allowing yourself to drop deeper into that intimacy. This conversation is so juicy. I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. So we've already gone into it. I've been loving your reels Let's talk about sex. They're they're amazing. If we'll share all the notes and everything after for people to go follow you because they're gonna love your content. For somebody who might be with a partner and might be maybe feeling like they're a little stuck or things are not going so well in the bedroom, what are some of the things that they could start doing? You mentioned like tantric a little bit. I'm really curious into, especially as you said, like versus you know trying all the crazy poses that kind of thing the deeper connection and the deeper meaning that sex allows you to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about sex here right now. Yes. And I really love this question because there's actually someone I used to follow who was a sex coach and it was all about this like really hard content of reaching that bigger O, doing all of these like long lasting sex positions and making your partner last for three hours and having multiple. I was like, oh my gosh, it was really heavy. Yeah. The pressure. And I almost succumbed to it. I was like, okay, like, you know, my partner and I, we're not having as much sex. So is this what I need right now? Do I need to have a sign up for this course so we can have longer sex, bigger orgasms, and I can have 10 in one session? Is that what I need? And I was almost putting pressure on him too. I was like, hey, we need this. We have to do this. And so anyone who may be feeling like, yeah, you know, it's maybe not as spicy in the bedroom right now. You want to level up. I'm going to give you some Tantra ways to do that. And for those of you who don't know Tantra, you know, Tantra can have a bad rep where it, it says it's specifically just about sex, but Tantra is a way of being here in the moment. It's about consciousness. It's about making every single thing sacred. And that's what I love about Tantra so much. And that's why I love bringing Tantra into the bedroom because sex is sacred. Your time with this person is sacred. 
it's truly this beautiful opportunity. And I want you all to visualize this all like close your eyes unless you're driving. Don't do that. But visualize yourself truly looking at a door, taking off your clothes and walking through that door naked as yourself, ready to receive and give fully and freely. What does that feel like? You can go ahead and open up your eyes, but I want you to allow yourself to just feel into that because if you really want to have some spicy sex, you want to spice up the intimacy with your partner, trying very slow, intentional experiences will help. And I'll just name a few here. Now, the first one is one of my favorites. I call this the best foreplay and it's vulnerability. When's the last time you actually had a conversation with your partner where you just laid it all out on the line? Like, gosh, I'm really feeling all these emotions. Like, here's where I'm at right now. And it's not a fight. You're just sharing yourself judgment-free. You're just being heard. You're just being seen. And that can be really scary for us. But you have this heart-to-heart conversation and connection where you set the rules, you set the stage. We're just going to receive. We're going to release. Maybe you don't even need to respond to it. I just, I need to let it go. But with that vulnerability, you'll probably get to the questions of, hey, like, what do you want to try tonight? What have you been looking for? What's a fantasy of yours? And yeah, it may be a little cringy. Your throat might be like, oh, I don't want to say it right now. Cat's caught your tongue. I've been there. But when you're freeing yourself to drop a little bit more vulnerable, that is spicy. The softness, the gentleness, the slowness versus this BDSM, like throw them against the wall type of energy a lot of people throw down our throats just slowing down. And the second one I'm going to name and the last one, because I want you to try these two before anything else, but I want you to straddle each other. So straddle your partner. Your your man can be on the bottom, women on top. You're straddling him. You are heart to heart, pelvic to pelvic, and arms are wrapped around each other. And truly just look into their eyes, eye gaze. And honestly, I want you to do it for five to 10 minutes. Don't say anything. Just look. Allow yourself to feel awkward. Allow yourself to giggle. Allow yourself to cry. Keep eye contact because when's the last time you have held eye contact with this person that you sleep next to most of your life? That's a good point. That opens up the heart. That opens up the pelvis for you to have that deeper connection because that slow sex is going to be an eruption for the both of you. I love it. I feel like as you were talking and describing the the masculine and what you're encouraging us to experience is more of that feminine. Like even just seeing those two energies within that practice, right? So, and there are times where I'm sure it's the masculine that a relationship is wanting and that's totally great. But having that access to that slower also allows you to get there. And again, kind of that dance of the energies. Yeah, exactly. And I think the beautiful thing about it is you start with the slow, you open up the room to say, let's be vulnerable. And then if you want to add more of that roughness, more of that masculine, you feel more able and open to ask for it. So you're able to have that beautiful dance where you start with the feminine. You say, we're nurturing this space. It's a safe space for you to ask and be and be free. And then allow yourself to like rawr, grr, do some gurgles in the bedroom and ask for the roughness because that's a turn on too. And that doesn't have to be thrown out. Tantra is BDSM as well. So like you said, dance, I think that's a beautiful way to put it. 
it goes back to connecting with yourself and knowing what you like, right? And knowing what you're wanting in the different moments. Like it really just goes back to awareness because there are moments where you might want something and then the next day something totally different arises depending on how you're feeling, what you're going through. So I really love that the idea is just coming back to yourself again and again and again. Mm -hmm. You always come home to yourself. And the word that you had running in your head a few minutes ago, acceptance awareness to acceptance of what your desires are because they can get a little freaky and that's okay. Okay to have kinks and to change your kinks and to ask for it and your partner can say no. And that's cool too. And it's that's the openness of saying yes and no, your boundaries, knowing yourself, getting to know yourself intimately and saying, all right, what do I like? What do I not like? Let's try this. Wait a minute. Just kidding. That was not what I wanted. And just having that dance of trial and error. I love that. And that your partner can say no, a reminder that is also for yourself, right? It's not because somebody is like, I want to do this that you necessarily have to, but maybe questioning why it's uncomfortable in the first place, right? I think there's so many, and I know for myself for so long, I didn't know what I liked. Like I had no idea because nobody asked me, nobody told me. It wasn't something again that was taught. I keep thinking of my little nieces. I have a bunch of little nieces and nephews, and I just hope that in the system, it's going to change and that this is going to be, yeah, just encouraging and teaching young girls and boys in a different way that our generation was taught. Yeah, my niece is lucky to have me. She definitely is. So I guess, what advice do you have for somebody who is maybe, whether they're single or not, going into this? So we talked about different tips and exercises and things that you can try, but how do I even bring this up? Like, how do you even have a conversation? Because we talked about, you know, creating that space, but what if the partner is in their routine and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to do the thing as we always do it. How do you, do you just stop in that moment? And you're mm -hmm. like, Hey, wait, I wanted to do it differently. Like how do you engage with that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And how I really do with my partner and I suggest with my clients is either weekly, bi-weekly or monthly check-ins. So we will set up a check-in, we'll have a date night, or maybe we'll just have some time set aside for us to review some questions together, just to make sure that we're on the same page to avoid any resentment. It's so important, so important. And I usually recommend to my clients and what I do with my partner is, hey, in one of the questions, I would like to open up a door to deeper intimacy. Are you open to doing that right now? Yes or no? Okay. If not now, would you like to, like, you can even schedule this. Like, this is okay. Especially for your first time, having it on the schedule, like, hey, we're going to have an intimate night together on Tuesday. Does that work for you? And maybe you need to get the parameters of what a, a Tuesday intimate night looks like, but just use the, the check-in, use the opportunity to say, I have been really wanting to explore my intimacy, our connection together. I listened to this really dope podcast and it gave me a good idea to open up the connection between the two of us. But ask that question. And this may be nerve wracking for a few of us, especially if we haven't done this in a while or ever. But simply ask, hey, I want to have deep connected sex with you. How do you feel about that? I love it. Maybe even listening to this podcast together could be like a way for them to mm -hmm. pour a glass of wine, baby. <laughs>
All right. We're going to get into our like more rapid fire, some of our questions. So this podcast is called Unlock Your Vitality. So how are you unlocking your vitalities these days? Is there like anything new that you've been exploring? Dancing is my biggest vitality opener. And I got really into ecstatic dance end of December, beginning of 2023. And it opened up so many doors to my femininity, my sensuality, and I let the music move me. So all of these specific dance moves that were told or, oh my gosh, someone's watching me. No, I truly just move with it. Anyone who sees my Instagram, you're seeing my dance moves because they are, yeah, they're just like so freeing. So that is my true way to tap into my vitality because it energizes me and gives me more freedom to express myself. I love it. Yeah. And your videos totally inspire me to do the same. So they're awesome. Um, What are you saying no these days? Is there something that you've had to say no to? Mm. I'm saying no to... uh, substances. I'm saying no to alcohol. I'm saying no to weed. I found myself abusing them for quite some time, especially weed. And I finally had to say no to it. And it was a really big step for me. And once I did, I feel more clear. I feel more in control. And as much as it helped me tap deeper into the present moment at times, I realized, yo, I can do that myself. I teach people how to do that when I'm sober. So that is, that's what I've been saying no to. What is on your nightstand, whether it's a book or anything that's on your nightstand? Um, I have my Tantra book. So it's called Urban Tantra. That is on my nightstand. I have a beautiful crystal and sometimes I have a sex toy. Love it. I hoped you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) If you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? I mean, loud and clear. I feel like this is so cliche. Just be yourself. Allow yourself to exist. And then the last one is, what's one healthy habit that you've incorporated into your daily routine? I do at least 20 minutes of yoga every single day. And that has really helped my body in so many ways, aches and pains, and just tapping deeper into myself straight in the morning. Amazing. So I do want to talk about what you're excited about this year. Is there anything new that you're bringing out? Like if we can find it, if we can join you on the adventure, what's... Uh, 2023 is going to be a big year. There's a lot of shifts happening. And what I'm most excited for, as there's a lot... I'll read two off, but one of them is a retreat that I'm going to be planning in the next few months. So end of this year, there will be a feminine retreat. I'm so excited about that. Um, And then what I'm really excited for is I have been tapping so deep into community and I have a community subscription that I have been revamping and really, really love. And that is what I'm going to be pouring my heart and soul into. It's called Embodiment and it's a community of spiritual women who are tapping into their divine feminine and embodiment body and confidence and sexuality. And they're not alone. They get to do it with other people. We have women's circles, we have feminine embodiment workshops, and they're able to constantly revisit what is bringing their feminine alive. And seeing these women communicate with each other, follow each other on social medias. I'm going on a road trip with a few of them in the summer. You're able to bring us all together and open ourselves up to deepening that connection 
with our femininity, with our sensuality, and not feeling so taboo when we want to talk about sex because we're just with our friends. I love that. Yeah, community. It's so needed. That's beautiful. All right. Well, we're also going to add all the places, but where can people find you if somebody's just like listening, they're not reading? Yeah, what's the easiest way to find you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at jbaxmindset, J-B-A-X mindset. And you can also follow me on TikTok. But if you want to message me, send me a message there. I will send you a voice memo back, share my energy with you. I love chatting with people and hearing their biggest takeaways. So if you cringed at this episode or there was something that stood out to you that you really needed to hear, please, please, please let me know. I, I want to connect with you and I want to share the light with you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. This was beautiful. I'm sure that so many people are going to be like, oh, wow, this was a conversation that opened up so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Queen. So happy to be here. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.